Okay, man, it's early in the morning to be doing this. Right? Okay. Yeah, we usually wait till like 9 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Because we sleep till about 8 p.m. <laughs> yeah. And we wake up and then we start the podcast. Um, okay, so let's jump into it. So I've got a little blurb to introduce you. All right. I hope you like it. <clears throat> I actually haven't prepared. I wrote this and then didn't read it to myself, so I really hope I nailed it. Perfect. Okay, <clears throat> announcer voice. Okay, so welcome back to the Wonder Boys podcast, and our guest this week is Emily Tennant, a screen, stage, and voice actor hailing from the great town of Ladner, BC. Normally she's known to be the beauty, but in this corny intro, her most recent role featured her as The Beast on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, a Netflix show that was unceremoniously canceled after two seasons. It was canceled? Yeah. I'm not finished the intro. Sorry. (laughs) We're very professional. Um, We like to keep things tight here. (laughs) Uh, her other credits include such prolific characters as Language Student 1, Pretty Girl Number 2, Teenage Blonde Girl, and Paige Turner. Uh, Emily has also appeared in some lesser-known films such as I, Robot, The Sisterhood of Traveling of the Traveling Pants, and John Tucker Must Die. So thank you very much for joining us, Emily. Thanks for having me. And uh, let's get started by asking you about how Paige was your Turner. Week? Oh. oh. Okay, never mind. We can ask you about Paige Turner after, yeah, but how was your week Ooh, first? Uh, my week was good. I... Uh... I worked on Monday. That's always good as an actor to <laughs> yeah, have a job. Yeah, to have a job. Oh, my God. Uh, it was a total of four hours. Um, <laughs> and then the rest of the week, I didn't work. I uh, I mean, the sun was out, which is great. Great week not I, to work. I, yeah, I went on a hike with my girlfriend and, uh, I don't know, had a lot of brunch dates and being an unemployed actor, I don't know. It's all a blur. I never know what day it is. Wow. Sounds it sounds like retirement, actually, where you're like, <laughs> I, it, it doesn't really matter to me, man. It's just another day. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's kind of fun, though. It is, but not when it's by choice. I yeah. like working. I'd rather be working. Also, money is nice. I like money. Money's good. <laughs> yeah. I, too, am a big fan of money. Yeah. So much so that I quit my job this week. Oh, damn. <laughs> Congratulations. Thank you. I wow. appreciate that. Yeah. It was yeah. under good circumstances, though. It was good. Yeah, yeah. new job. I got another offer for yeah. another job. So. Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, Perfect. I, too, like money. So, yeah. I'm liking... Yeah, yeah, I, I like to work. I'm I don't enjoy unemployment. Are you just a hundred percent acting now, or is there like a side job that you sustain yourself with? I am. I am. I'm a hundred percent acting now. I had okay. a day job. Yeah. Uh, for eight years. Oh, I wow. worked at a space engineering global communications company in Richmond, and I had the best boss in the world. It started as a temp- What was the name of the company, sorry? Uh, McDonald Detweiler and Associates. Okay, that's right, okay. Yeah. And uh, I started as a temp, two-month gig, and I was yeah. like, hey, guys, I'm an actor. Can I run away for auditions, and I'll make up the time? Like, this is just kind of my situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, that's kind of weird, but okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I was there for two months, and then they just kept me. And I was lucky because the first year I worked there, I didn't have a lot of film stuff going on, so I was right. able to prove myself. And then after that, it was kind of like, I need to go to LA for two months. And my boss was like, all right, we'll see you when you're back. And it was a great situation. The way he described it is he had a full-time admin for a part-time price Mm because I worked my ass off to keep that job so I wouldn't have to wait tables. Right. So, uh, but as of 2017, I I quit that job and just decided to go full-time into acting. So it's been a bit of a process for me to get used to all of this free time. Yeah. Well, (laughs) well, like you said, like most people will do waiting tables or they'll do something like that. And then you work at a space engineering corp. Yeah. It was cool. cool. I mean, my job, I worked in IT. It was a lot of data entry, but like I enjoyed it. I'm a type A person and to 
be an actor and not know when your next job is yeah. and not have any structure in your life, it, w- it gave me peace of mind. It was mm-hmm. it was the perfect situation for me. Good safety net, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially when Dirk Gently gets canceled without Tim knowing. <laughs> yeah, we should jump back yeah. to that. So, yes. yeah, sorry. Was I allowed to mention that? Yeah, okay, absolutely. Cool. Um, yeah, so when we met earlier last week, uh, she's like, yeah. I was like, oh, so you've been working on that Netflix show? She's like, yeah, but it's, it's finished. It's like, oh, what? Yeah. So what happened? Like, what happened? They just, yeah, you've already explained I, I don't it. know if you guys seen the show at all. It's it's crazy. The show is uh, very unique, and it takes a specific audience. It is not an easy watch. Okay. You know, there's 10 episodes a season, and you spend the first eight episodes going, what is happening? Right. But the lead characters are also going, what is happening? Oh. It's, it's about this detective who solves things holistically based on intuition, and he never knows why he's somewhere but he knows it has something to do with solving this case and he's not even sure what the case is so it's very out there uh but the whole theme is that everything's connected so the payoff is always worth it at the end you're like oh my god this all how did this all connect (laughs) yeah um so yeah season two was even crazier than season one and um yeah bbc america just decided not to pick it up so kind of unfortunate yeah it's really it's one of those shows that's been sitting on my watch list on netflix mm-hmm. you know how you have like a thousand things on your watch list mm-hmm. and you only watch two things and yeah. it's the same things you've already watched and brooklyn three Nine times. Nine and yeah. archers over and, over. <laughs> and like friends rerun like i'm watching friends again <laughs> i'm yeah. doing it yeah uh, so that was on my list because it was like elijah wood's in it yeah or was in and it. i mean working on the show the nicest cast ever yeah. elijah wood and sam barnett are just two of the sweetest guys and i played a really wild character and it was funny because we'd go to set for blocking and i would just be shooting the shit with sam i would just be like talking to him and i'd get back to my trailer and realize i oh my god i have a bald cap on and elf ears and <laughs> nasty teeth and this guy was talking to me like i was you know he never treated me any differently so i'd forget get that i had this whole get up on yeah he was just a really wonderful and then you person. get home you realize you didn't go to the makeup trailer to get it taken off and you just that's your life now. <laughs> no just that commuted. actually happened to me what? i forgot to, to wipe my teeth off and i went mm. through a, a drive-through and i looked like a crackhead <laughs> yeah and i'm like i'm a smiley person i'm like thank you like like you know Big i'm this teeth petite thing. little yeah. blonde driving through and i had crack teeth like yeah. i had yellow brown black teeth and I'm like, why is everyone being so weird? And I got home and it was really a moment. <laughs> oh, that makes 100% sense because it looks like I was going to eat them. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah exactly. Crazy. Yeah. But it was, yeah, that was, I, honestly, I got that audition and said to my agent, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. I never in a million years thought I would play a character called the Beast. I just thought mm-hmm. no one would cast me as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the character description was uh, this feral girl who walks like Gollum and talks like an Ewok. What? Get weird in yeah. the audition. And I'm like, She's going to do whatever you oh, want. She doesn't speak English. But for the purpose of this audition, we have this monologue. Go. And I'm like, the monologue was not English. It made no sense. It's just and words and sounds. and Yes. And I'm, I'm so type A that like I... When I have a script, I memorize it word for word. And I'm very much like, this yeah. is how it should go. Uh... But it was interesting because as I played this character, I started to understand her language. Oh. So I could read it and other people would read the script and be like, I had no idea what the beast was saying until you said it. So right. like I would read, hello there. And I'd be like, oh, that means hello there. She's just <laughs> saying hi, clearly. To you, it's so obvious. I mean, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'll miss it. I, I, I hope it opens other doors for me because I love playing weird yeah, beat characters mm-hmm. like that. So. Well, yeah, that's more fun rather than just yeah. playing. I am, I'm Paige Turner. 
or, or, or was teenage it girl, number, girl number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are just off your IMDb I mean, program. The internet, yeah. man. We, we know everybody. I really looked at it. You played like Sarah four times or something. Probably. Yeah, it was really funny. That's a like, good oh, girl next later. door. Yeah. <laughs> name. It's my girlfriend's name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um, and then you'd mentioned to me, I didn't, and I said here as well, you've done voice acting as well. Because like that little bit of hello there, that was pretty cool. So you've done a bit of voice acting Yeah, too. I just started in the voice world last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love it. It's a hard industry to break into. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, you know, I went into my, fr- I got cast on this show and I was so nervous. I'm like, well, you, they cast me in this lead of this cartoon. And I can't talk about it yet because nothing's mm-hmm. been released. But I was mm-hmm. like, okay. And I remember my boyfriend dropping me off on the first day. And I was like, I'm really nervous. He's like, you got this. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I've been doing this for 18 years. I am fine. I'm yeah. going to go in there and kill it. My first day did not go well. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I called my agent after. I was like, that was terrible. And I need you to know I'm doing something about it. Like if someone calls you mm-hmm. and yeah. it's like, we need to replace her. Just like tell them I'm getting a coaching. Yeah. Because I didn't, I didn't know what I was doing. They were yeah. like, okay, Emily, so your character jumps out of a window, jumps on three trampolines, rolls down a hill, and runs into a tree. Go. Yikes. It's like, I have to make those sounds? Hmm. What does that sound like? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was I, I'm very fortunate hmm. that the producers and directors took their time with me and, and uh, saw my potential and that I could take direction and... I got to learn through the 26 episodes. It was the yeah. best boot camp ever in yeah. in the voice world. So it was really cool. I hope yeah. to do more. And when is that? So when do you get to talk about that? Does it get released in 2018? I have or? no idea. Oh. Awesome. I think animation just takes a really long time. Yeah, like yeah. a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I have a friend who's, she's been on a lot of TV shows like My Little Pony and stuff that they do here. Mm-hmm. And it kind of got me interested in it because yeah. I, I did broadcasting for a while. And I, so I took a couple of voiceover classes. Now you talk to the instructors who are just voice actors, right? Or yeah. there's I had one instructor who was just a director. He was a voice director, and you talk to these guys, they're like, "Yeah, it's like almost impossible to break in because there's like ten people who get all the roles." And I was like, "Absolutely." Oh, okay. So I guess I'll just I'll just not do well, it. Well, that being said, I lucked out because a couple years ago, um, at my agency, the voiceover agent talked to my agent and was like, mm-hmm. "Do you have any young sounding females?" who are bigger actors who can like uh, broad comedy kind of a thing because yeah. it's not easy it's not something that any actor yeah, can exactly. do uh because you're not using your face you literally just have to completely sell it mm-hmm. uh using your voice so it's a whole different skill set mm-hmm. and so what happened was because they were using the same voices over and over and over again yeah. some of the productions were like we don't want to hear the same people can you send us different people and they didn't have any other people because it was just the same people all over so there was this push for change and new talent and uh i will say that I, it feels it feels like there's a new crop of actors coming in and i'm yeah. sure that's sucks for those 10 people but they really had a hold on this industry for they a long time they had their freaking so. chance these goddamn baby boomers yeah, holding all boom. our jobs <laughs> <laughs> destroying the environment oh wait that went somewhere oh, that, else yeah, that already happened yeah they're just like well it's your problem now oh great thanks baby boomers and but you, you like it obviously the uh the voiceover you like that squeaky yeah. squeaky um no i i love the voiceover world i for me i want to do comedy and it's like the closest thing mm-hmm. to comedy in vancouver because there's not a lot of that so yeah you were describing to me so emily was telling me that they shoot a lot of like the dark stuff like arrow and the flash series and here because those can be like darker tones and in there and because it rains here all the time it rains here all the time whereas comedy happens in la where it's mostly sunny and 
Yeah, if you look at any comedy series, they're usually quite bright, and mm-hmm. and Vancouver doesn't really have mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Well, we got it for five days this week. And yes, we, we did. Yeah, that was that was it. Yeah, that was pretty we good. Yeah, and now we have to wait two months till July and. Maybe we'll get something too, but yeah, one day. I worked on a show earlier this year, and they're trying to play Vancouver as LA, and it, I'm like, good luck. I, I mean, I guess <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah, I really like. Um, I was gonna say the show they shoot here, Travelers. So I started watching that. Oh, really? Uh, my uh, my girlfriend plays Marcy Mackenzie Porter. She's one of my best friends. Awesome. Yes. Oh well, Mackenzie, if you listen to this and you're interested in coming to the podcast, I'd love to talk to you about <laughs> Travelers <laughs> episode. Because I watched, I just watched the pilot because it was suggested to me by Netflix. Like, oh, you might like this. I was like, okay, I'll watch the pilot. After the pilot, I was like, oh my god, I'm watching the rest of this show. Amazing. Like, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. But it's hilarious that they, like you say, they try to put off, put other cities, make Vancouver look like other cities. This yeah. one's supposed to be somewhere in Washington, but at one yeah. point in one of the shots, it's literally. It's at the Howe Street signs right behind it. You can see the Harbor Center, like, yeah. and you're like, hmm, mm-hmm. maybe use a different shot. <laughs> yeah. That's actually one thing I really appreciated about the show Motive that shot here is they played it as Vancouver. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the show was so beautiful. It was shot so well. It, it didn't look like a Canadian production. Yeah. And more and more Canadian productions are not looking that way. But for a while, they kind of had that thing about them where you're like this is canadian (laughs) but motive just was right up there with any other procedural show and it was so beautiful and uh, i think they did a great job and it was cool it was cool to see something based in vancouver yeah well our our guest one of our guests last week uh one of the siblings he works on films i see works on the flash right now he worked on motive for a while and he said yeah it was a really tight ship like really well well run and just a great quality show yeah i did their series finale so i did a Uh, two-parter at the at the very end so by that point everyone was yeah it was a very tight ship they knew yeah yeah, they knew what to do Mm -hmm. that's cool but seriously page turner like what (laughs) i need to know like what involved you remember what role it was i I can look it up again oh i remember (laughs) she remembers every role (laughs) i remember uh that was okay i mean i had just graduated high school and i was offered my first lead in a movie and it was very exciting and i was like you know my agent's like this isn't gonna pay very well i'm like i don't care i want to do it um and i I worked with some really awesome people in this really really low budget production and uh i can't say that i ever want to see that movie ever uh you know but it was a it was an experience i learned a lot you know Oh, so it's not like Paige Turner is and you're flipping Paige in a book. Paige is the P- name of the... P-A-I-G-E. Like oh, he, I, that's I, way less interesting. Way I'm so glad you thought it was actually I thought it was Paige Turner. Well, because you got to read it. I, know, I, I was. Oh. oh, that's so funny. I thought it was oh, someone just turning pages. That's so yeah. funny. I can't take credit for the writing on that one. So. Oh, Paige Turner. <laughs> like, Excellent. Yeah, that's not a good character name. Because, nope. oh no. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I'll jump to the next topic here. Um, I'm embarrassed now. What did you work on this week for four hours? Can you tell us what you did for four hours? Yeah, I did a voiceover spot for a Playland commercial. Nice. Actually okay. called The Beast, which was hilarious. I'm awesome. like, I'm being typecast now. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, it was a kind of a stream of consciousness. This girl was like, she's like, hey, want to ride The Beast? And I'm like, uh, and I have this full blown panic attack in my head. Um, and that was the commercial. It nice. was just, it's, it's interesting doing, um, commercials because they have to go back to the client and the client has to say, well, oh, yeah. try it again like this. And they're trying to communicate it through email, what they want you to do verbally and how they want to hear it. So mm-hmm. I think usually those sessions are like one to two hours, but I was there for a long time. So, yeah. So we talked about you working in IT. If you weren't doing acting, what would you, what would you choose to do? What would be your next career choice? Uh, I've always found it really interesting the casting side of things 
And so I kind of always had this backup plan of like, well, if it, if it doesn't work out for me, I'd really love to get involved with casting and, mm. and sit on the other side of the room. Uh, I've done a little bit of reading for casting directors, so I've seen a little bit of the other side. And it, it, it can be hard. It's yeah. hard to watch actors come in and be nervous or do weird things. Yeah. And you're like, just be normal. and Just do your thing. Man. Okay, we're on your team. But it's a it's a weird thing that we do. It's And it's not for everybody. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you hear that quote a lot. I don't know who it is. Who's like, if you can do anything else and be happy, do that other thing. Because this industry is so brutal. And there's just so much rejection. And you work five percent of the time everything else is just auditioning and preparing for things that you don't get paid for at the end of the day you don't get the part and you mm-hmm. put all this work in and you just have to let it go and not take it personally which sometimes is easier too late yeah yeah <laughs> bye <Bye-bye>. bye <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i guess this is something that people don't really realize is when actors are getting ready for an audition or something there's a whole lot of prep work you're getting monologues ready you're getting maybe if you have to sing you have to prepare singing mm-hmm. points as well and then they're yeah, and then you do the shooting for, like you said to me, two weeks of a shoot yeah. for three weeks of a shoot and then done. But there was maybe a week of preparation that, again, you don't get paid for in quotes. But. Yeah, and, and so many, like sometimes you get a 14-page audition and you're like, okay, this is mm. this is my night. This is all I'm doing tonight. And then you go in and you're done and you hear nothing and you're like, you know, and that's just kind of how this industry works. Yeah. And uh, sometimes it can be a little disheartening. And so then why did you, yeah, why, why casting then? Why did you want, why would you want to just reject people? I wouldn't want to reject people. <laughs> I think the thing is you can, you can be a cheerleader for somebody. Like sometimes you can, I've blown auditions and booked them and been like, how? Who, uh, but you yeah. have to know mm. oh, that, I see what you, mean. you have to know that casting is going like, no, like that was just a moment. This person's great. They're right for the role. I promise you, you know, whatever it is. I think it's interesting yeah. to find, to see people read things so differently. You can have the same sides and 10 different people come in and and everyone has a different aura and a different way of going and no one's necessarily right or wrong it's just it's just interesting i enjoy watching the craft so uh i think that would be fun and to be a little bit more on the controlling side of things because i like administrative i like office work i like being organized so it would be my way of like taking my life back maybe at some point (laughs) being like no i'm gonna i'm gonna take control the table let's do this yeah yeah Yeah, i think so sweet Uh, when you, you obviously, we mentioned you're from Ladner as well. Yes. Uh, did you grow up here, born here? What's your story in Ladner? I did, yeah. Uh, my parents still are in the same house they've been in for 30 years. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I grew up here. I went to Delta Manor Elementary and mm-hmm. then to DSS and moved out of Ladner maybe 22, 23, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. And and now I live in Vancouver. And, yeah. Yeah. Close great, to, great close place to where to... the work is, yeah. Delta Manor's not open anymore. It's I like this know. weird community education center. Yeah. It's not a school anymore. I know. It's like this weird barren building that just never gets used. <laughs> <laughs> Ladner, man. Yeah, yeah. because we talked about you did, because uh, I was the lead in my play in uh, in high school, mm-hmm. but you also played the lead uh, in The Boyfriend with I Dennis wasn't Winston. the lead. Oh. I will say my singing audition went terribly excellent uh i remember i'm like you know i i can sing the blues i will say that like if you keep it in a low range i can you know i I can i'm okay i can carry a tune and i went and i remember singing hey big spender and i was so nervous and they were like okay could you try singing the national anthem and i'm like okay and in a higher octave and i'm like i just i blew it just crumble right yeah but miss Worrell, the you know our uh, drama teacher 
she knows that I can act and wanted to put me in the play. So I got the fun part. I got the comedic role. And another girl got the lead, which I was A-okay with. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. way more fun. Less singing. Less singing. It yeah. was like talk singing. I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. So I, I was okay not playing the lead. Mm-hmm. Uh, comic relief is is where I want to be anyways. Yeah. Comedy sometimes, like people say comedy is harder too because oh, yeah. you've got you've to gotta hit it on the head. Otherwise, it just doesn't work and everyone hates you. Yeah. <laughs> well, they don't hate you, but they're like, ugh. Yeah, they no. came here to laugh and then you you don't nail it, right? Well, exactly. Um, I did a, a multicam show a couple years after high school called Mr. Young and it was on YTV. Okay. And uh, it was one of my favorite filming experiences. Yeah. And it was, uh, we did live shows on Friday. So it was like oh, the closest thing I've done. Like theater TV almost. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but every week or every day, so we did two days of rehearsal and the writers would come down with their clipboards and you'd run the entire episode for them. Whoa. And every day felt like an audition because wow. it was like is it funny or not and they would literally check off if the if the jokes worked yeah. so if you didn't land the joke they then had to go and rewrite it and then because it wasn't funny it. yeah so uh yeah i completely yeah it's it, oh comedy is hard and honestly some of the more experienced actors we'd have on as guest stars struggled the most mm-hmm. and some of the greenest people really thrived yeah because our show is so particular it was like the writers were their word was god you yeah. do not move the the or the and you say it as it is written this is a period this is an explanation mark yeah. those are very different things mm. say them the way we scripted them and you'd get or you'd get uh comedic actors who would come in and want to improv and yeah like no, and they're no. not loud or you misunderstand <laughs> you we, don't, we yeah, wrote the no, no, script no, no. and that's no, no, no. all yeah like you're funny but you're not that funny yeah <laughs> stop yeah uh so it was it was a struggle for some more experienced actors who would have had a little bit more of like a relaxed relationship with words where they yeah. could say what they wanted or it was like we need you to hit the end and they they couldn't they were just like I, I, I they almost would freeze the way they had it in their head just wasn't the same yeah yeah so uh i would agree i think comedy honestly is harder oh for sure yeah it's rough well i mean you see a lot of like you'll see a lot of uh comedians or act com- comedy actors used to be writers on things like snl and and um because they're funnier than like actors who try and I think be, co- be comedians or like performers who try to be funny. Yeah. Because these guys have like they've been writing in this little room for years and then finally they get to come out. Like Donald Glover used to be a like a writer for The Daily Show or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's brilliant. Yeah, and yeah. he used to write comedy, and you're like, oh my god, that guy's a rapper and an actor now. Like I don't understand what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think that because they're writers in a room like that, they learn to fail, they learn to get things wrong. Whereas in maybe somebody coming in from the acting side trying to write jokes, mm-hmm. who have it, they've been basically ego's been stroked a bunch. <laughs> oh and yeah, then, yeah. They're like, oh man, I'm awesome, and then they try and write jokes, and everyone's like, you're not funny, and they're like, <gasps> yeah. What do you mean I'm not funny? Uh, and I was listening to a good podcast this week about creativity and actually talking about the Daily Show and how um, creativity is built in their writers' room because it can be hard when you try and write things in a group, right? Like. Everybody has individual ideas, but then if you everybody wants to sort of please the boss, who's Trevor Noah on the Daily Show, right? And it, and they is found, he the boss? He is the boss because eventually the well, producers, the one the producers, are the boss. It, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Him and like the producers are the ones who make the final decision, I guess. Um, but it's it was interesting to hear how they go through a writing process in a group of twelve writers, split off into six groups. They write in pairs, write these jokes, and then present it. And then Trevor rehearses it. They do one rehearsal, and they're like. Okay, well, all of those jokes sucked or they failed or whatever. And then they have to change them. And those right. writers are just literally told you weren't good enough for that one. And then, but they're, they, and they're pretty jovial about it, right? They're just like, well, 
next time I'll do a little bit better or I'll work, I'll change the joke slightly, right? They're not necessarily put down by it. Right. So I think that rejection definitely helps him. Yeah, it certainly yeah. shapes you. Then somebody said to me, the greatest, some of the greatest people in the world are going to be people who skateboarded or um, snowboarded when they were kids because they literally just fail over and over and over again trying to get something right. Yeah. And then they get, they when, they, it. when they get it right, and they yeah. get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right, then they're just, they, they're used to failing. That's really interesting because I have a huge fear of failure. And like improv for me is so terrifying because it's me out there. It's my personal thoughts. It's my, this might be funny. And it, yeah. I would way rather have a script. Give me something, tell yeah. me what to do because it's not my fault if it's not funny because yeah. you wrote this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so no, that's something I struggle with. And I should probably go to an improv class because of that, mm -hmm. because I should face my fear and, and yeah. know that it'll be okay if I fail. But I think they, they would be fun anyways, even if you're not looking to pursue it in a professional way. I think it'd just be fun to just show up and just do things. Uh, yeah. in an improv class like someone throws out an idea and then you just have to roll with it like totally I, like I don't fun. know why I have this like it goes back to drama class I hated improv days yeah. I hated tap in I was like I don't want to do this like give me a monologue yeah. whereas half the class was there not for the monologues they were there for the games yeah. right you had two different types of people taking totally. drama class so yeah. Uh, yeah I fall into the other category I'm like the serious ones just like tell me what to do and yeah. I'll do it <laughs> yeah, I had this thing. I took, I think, I took, I think I took acting all the way through high school. There's one year where I didn't take it, but it was mostly like it was like 50% of me wanted to play the games, and then 50% of me wanted to do scripted or acting. But the acting, I was always like looking for comedy stuff. Right. So it was always like, oh, I just, I just want to have a good time. Like, and then they gave me a serious one thing one time. I think grade 11, I had to do a serious monologue, and I just crumbled. I didn't know what to do. I was like, wow. I've just been joking for the last four years. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Um, it, it went reasonably well, but it's like, it's so different. It's probably the similar with the, the improv thing with yeah. you. I just, I just, I was like, out of ah, your comfort ah, zone. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It was rough. I liked, I liked doing some of the serious stuff. And I think my favorite, my favorite moment from high school acting was I did the monologue from any given Sunday where, uh, he talks about, I can't remember the monologue now, but it's, um, What's his name? Al Pacino. He does. He does this. He's the coach, and he gives the gives the locker room a speech. And even like I finished the monologue, and I was like, I wasn't shaking because I was nervous. I was just like fired up, and I wanted to play football. Yeah, you're like I want to go <laughs> win. Yeah, I was like, I think I nailed that one, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and it's but yeah, it's, I think as well like looking for the comedy, looking for the fun, the games, like the tap ins, mm -hmm. the the bench, the park bench was another one of my favorites. Mm -hmm. Where you oh, you just sitting that down next to somebody. Yeah, there's one person starts it off with it, and then somebody comes and sits down. You have to continue, then that person leaves, and it's like a rotating. Yeah, that was one of my favorite oh, games. I would as just well. sit in the audience. I'm like, don't call me, don't call yeah. me, don't call me. <laughs> Bury yourself I in like a jacket. I remember in law class, I broke out in hives. I had to do a debate, and like. A friend of mine raised her hand and she's like, what's that red stuff all over you? And I was like, what? I don't know. I was so nervous. I didn't like performing in front of my peers. That was my worst nightmare. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if it's strangers, it's better? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. A room full of strangers in an audition room, Actually, I'm fine. That is, interesting. that is fine, yeah. Because like strangers, you're never going to see them again. No. Uh, or it's unlikely that you're going to see them again. Uh, your friends, you're going to see them all the time. So if you yeah. mess up, like... <laughs> That's true. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can get on board with yeah, that. I, I, I hope yeah. so. I don't mind either way in front of friends, in front of just strangers. Strangers always, like, for me, it's always going to be super hit or miss, though, because if you, like you say, you find something funny in your head, you know a couple of your friends will find it funny. Right. At least you'll have them on your side. Like, yeah, that was hilarious. Right, guys? And they're like, 
no dude that was weird <laughs> that did not work yeah. strangers you don't know exactly what they're what they're what's going to tickle their funny bone yeah uh, and you're like well that just totally bombed awesome yeah. but <laughs> but when you nail it it feels really real really good uh we, when we talked to yeah we can t- jump on the improv there we talked to andrew barber a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. uh he does improv at the theater sports and he was saying um his quote was that people think vancouver is a no fun city but you said that you actually really really like Vancouver. I do. Mm-hmm. I love Vancouver. I hope to live and work here the rest of my life. I mean, I hope to travel for work as well, but this will always be my home base. Um, I, yeah, I, I love it here. Mm-hmm. I, I, when I go to LA, it never feels like home. It, it can, fe- LA can be a very lonely city, especially yeah. for actors, even though there's so many of you. There's it's like just, eight million people live there. <laughs> it's yeah. just, uh, it's not my favorite place. Yeah. Uh, I think you really have to have a good circle of people down there to to keep you sane um but yeah vancouver i mean i don't know how do you how do you beat it it's just so beautiful out here and the the air i miss it when i get home from la i'm like oh thank god i can breathe again yeah it's smoggy down there yeah it's gross yeah and i i don't mind the rain that doesn't bother me yeah so yeah, the air in the water up here is pretty fucking perfect to be honest with you that's true yeah Yeah. Yeah. whenever i come back from traveling it's the same i drink the water i'm like Oh, yeah. Natural spring water, yeah, not from like plastic. Yeah, ball. we're Real. so so lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I think I told you too. My my boyfriend had got into it with somebody because people shit on Vancouver. They love all to shit time. on Vancouver, yeah. especially people from Toronto. Sure. Um, not all people, but like he, you know, and he's someone who stands up for this city. And yeah. it was a friend of his who was like, the city, like, uh, someone wrote, Vancouver's is losing its soul, and someone was like, well, that implies that it had a soul to begin with. And my boyfriend's like, what What do you mean by that? Like, what are you saying? Yeah, right. And also, no one's keeping you here. Yeah, you, you don't have to time. live here. Yeah. So that's the funniest thing is when people complain about it and like, they're like, the city has, has nothing. It's, a, you know, it's a no fun city or uh, restaurants are an open pass too. And like, yeah, like there are some things that, that could use improvement, but you don't have to be here. Oh, yeah. That's, that's like, I, I'm wearing my, my shirt right now. I'm a tour guide. I did a tour last week where it was pouring rain. Like it was the week before this like sunny week that we just had. It it was pouring rain. It was terrible outside. Yeah. And it's a seven hour tour and you're outdoors for most of it. Um, So I like you start. I had to start the tour basically trying to like pump them up because like it's 10 o'clock in the morning. They're looking outside. It's pouring rain. I'm like, okay, guys, let's do it. (laughs) And I was like, kind of like always, I was like, yeah, I love the rain guys. It's, it's the best, right? Like like doing that, like for seven hours, trying to keep people up here. Right. And it still worked because Vancouver's got some pretty great, like we went to Granville Island. We go up to Capilano suspension bridge. We go to all these cool places. So they still loved it, but it was like, you have to work harder almost to convince people that the rain's pretty dope. I, well, I've, I've heard a lot of stories of, of series coming to film here and the actors just hating it. Oh, like like that guy from Riverdale. Oh, I I don't I don't know much about that, yeah. but um, I remember hearing that about X Files. David Duchovny, like they had oh, the, really? they had it moved to LA for the final season, and I think they came back here for the last yeah, couple really, of seasons. Really, really, really still. Um, but you know, it, it really takes a toll on people when you're not used to it and That's you're true. used to sunshine every day. I can completely understand. Yeah. But if I'm in LA and it starts raining, I'm like, oh, thank God. Like, this feels like home. This is... I also... I'm so, so fair that the sun is a pain in the ass for me. I'm like, I have to put on sunscreen today. Like, ugh. Like, I wear as much clothing as possible in the summer so that I don't have to wear 
sunscreen without wow. without sweating like crazy yeah, yeah. <laughs> tim got really weird i yeah. actually laughed out loud you, you maybe if you can pull it's, it's not as bad now uh but like you can see the line wow so i went kayaking the other day got burned because oh, our mom's man. ginger so i feel like i have the ginger gene <laughs> um because i'm a little more fair-haired than lucas but um yeah i, I burn really easily so i just got blasted this week yeah you gotta be careful and people are like oh it's april i'm like no the sun is powerful yeah it destroyed me oh that <laughs> yeah. looks painful that was the day of yeah that was i pr- just laughed out loud i was so happy i was like you look like a tomato <laughs> i do look like a tomato or like a lobster oh or something. my god and that um, face so funny yeah because i just like i come back from from it and i had a shower because i was like all sweaty and then it starts glowing, and I'm like, oh, my God. Even I ran into Jordan at the movie theater. He's like, dude, I love the picture. You look like a salmon. I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, thank you. I appreciate that. That's nice. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's an affliction we all, well, all well, ginger you two have. descendants yeah. have to deal with. Yeah. yeah. I, I, get, I get bronzed, so yeah. I, I can't. Have a nice yeah. bronze I've just come to terms with the fact that I can't, and I won't, so don't try. Yeah. No. Just 100 SPF, you're golden. It's fine. So, uh, ooh, I'm only a 50 right now. I don't know yeah. if I can go that that intense. Just right. Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, it's actually cool to put on SPF 50 in Australia. Like everyone's like, yeah, man, you got your SPF 50 out. Like, cause everyone down down there, like the cancer rate, like skin cancer rate in Australia is so high, cause the hole in the ozone layers mm. right above Massive. Australia. Yeah, and it's right above there. And everybody just wears like tons of sunscreen, and it's cool to wear sunscreen. I never thought I'd hear that right. to be like. Yeah, man, like, I'm super tan, but I put on SPF 60 this morning, so just stay safe out there, bro. <laughs> you just imagine, like, their commercials for sunscreen or, like, the beer commercials where everyone's, like, laughing and, like, tapping their bottles of sunscreen, like, <laughs> and they're, like, throwing it around the beach, like, ooh, <laughs> just doing that. That'd be fun. Yeah. Um, and you've never, so we talked, Ladner, you've never filmed in Ladner. No. And a lot films out here. A lot filmed out here. Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I feel like that's more of a recent thing. Like, mm. there's been a really big Hallmark push over the last oh, yeah. five years. Um, maybe actually ten. I think my first Hallmark movie might have been ten years ago. Um, but yeah, I feel like Ladner's uh, in in the old village. It's there. got that. Yeah, it's got that Hallmark feel to it a little bit. And uh, they do a lot of Disney stuff, like the Disney Channel movies. Those, oh, cool. Those ones. They do a couple of those. Yeah. And I mean, Smallville was pretty much shot all out here in Tawasin. A lot of it, yeah. Because yeah. well, it looks like yeah, Kansas. Su- Supernatural comes out here a lot, oh, too. Oh, and Supernatural does, too, yeah. Yeah. Will that show ever end, guys? <laughs> no, I Probably mean, not. Ride, Have you been ride on the Supernatural? Wave. Did you go on? I've been on twice. There you go. Nice. Paris Hilton fan number something. And uh, <laughs> I I played a werewolf in, a, in season 10. Which was really fun. Was Paris Hilton actually on the show? She was. Yeah. Whoa, really? Yeah. I did not know that. Oh. Yeah, she did an episode. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Colton was trying to get me to. He's like, "Man, you got to watch Supernatural." Apparently, it's actually a high quality. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, it's a really a fun lot. show. Yeah. There's a lot of it. They're going on to season 14. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, do you guys have three months to catch up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And have you ever had to deal with? Um, Paparazzi, because I have a quote here. So I've heard, like, I heard especially the Ladner paparazzi can be super crazy. Um, oh. Like, Seth Rogen was here shooting 50-50. And he's quoted as saying, I'm too stoned for this right now. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Damn, that's from, from something. Good I messed up. No, yeah. So have you ever had that incident when somebody's come up to you and been like, oh, Emily, oh, my God, I love you and everything you've ever done? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, but it's funny because I'm experiencing more of 
of being recognized now from Mr. Young because the kids who watched it are now entering the workforce in Vancouver. Oh. So all of a sudden I'm like checking out at Whole Foods and they're like, do you I know familiar. you? And that's a weird thing because they're like, do you live around here? It's mm-hmm. never... Uh, oh, I know you from that. Yeah. It's always that weird, what do I know you from? It's been like eight years since they've seen you on TV or something. And yeah. Like, what? Uh, I did have someone yell at me in the physio, in my physio waiting room the other day, she, like across the room. She was like, were you on a YTV show? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, Can you your voice down? Um, but no, it's it's a strange thing now because they're adults and they, they watched the show and they're kind of confused as to like yeah. why they know me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm being recognized more for that show now. Wow. Than, yeah. That's crazy. Well, mm-hmm. I, I actually got recognized once. Did you? It was from my uh, high school, uh, what do they call the one act plays? Oh, yeah. Do you guys oh, do cool. those? Yeah. Okay. So I did one one year. It's the same one you did. It's this Arabian Nights. It's this comedy. And it was like, it was made for me. So I like, I nailed it. It went really well. And then I was working at McDonald's. I was like 16. I'm, like, I'm outside waiting for my dad to come pick me up from work. And some guy drives through the drive-thru. He's like, hey, saw you at the thing a couple weeks ago. The the play thing. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, good job. Then he like drives away. And I'm like, Amazing. what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah it was, it was the what? weirdest thing. And then uh, never again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you peaked at a young age. It, yeah, okay. 16, but then, you know, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm just going to ride this hill all the way down to depression. Yeah. yeah it's going to be great. No, I just get really awkward. I like, my boyfriend's like, always like, really? Like, that's yeah. how you handled it? Like, because they're just like, what do I? I'm like, I don't know. Because you don't want to say, oh, is it this thing? And they're like, no. And you're like, mm-hmm. you're no really idea proud what of you're it. talking yeah. about. So you just, you just say nothing and yeah. smile and nod. Smile and nod. Yeah. <laughs> and be awkward. Yeah. Yeah, that, that could be it. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we're gonna read those grad quotes now i mean we could uh, no nah, we don't no i'm not gonna do that um we i have do the have where all of us i don't know if you, i have my yearbook i don't know where mine is you were so in, i'm you were, safe but you were at dss in 2007 you would have been no when did you start 2008 2007 but it was, was like the 2007 year? 2008 year so it would have been the 2008 book it was my first year oh it was your first year okay yeah okay. yeah yeah so that puts you at the age gap. Now we all understand how each, how old each other is. Uh, okay, so we can jump into a bit of news. Some interesting news I had uh, picked up from this week. Uh, well, it's actually a couple of weeks old. Well, this Korea? actually ties in perfectly. Yeah, it has to do with North Korea. I knew but, it was about Korea. Um, so yeah, the Koreas obviously this week decided no more war. I was like, well, okay, cool. Trump decided that was him who did that. And, oh, And it yes. was like a bit of propaganda there from the Trump organization. But intense. Yeah, yeah. Like, you had nothing to do with you it. You had nothing right, to do with it. Whatever. Anyways, but this is from a couple of weeks ago. So at the end of March... Kim Jong-un made a secret trip to China. And while he was there, China banned all mention of Kim Jong-un on the on the internet because China oh. has control of their internet. Yes. Um, wow. So while while he was in Beijing. So people so people instead of saying like, oh, Kim Jong-un on like Twitter or their like versions of Twitter and stuff, um, they started calling him Fatty on the train. <laughs> and um, and so that was like a trending hashtag was fatty on the train. <laughs> and they just didn't know? No, they had no idea. They just like the Chinese <laughs> people working together. People started to figure out that it was Kim Jong-un. And when they saw him, it was like hashtag fatty on the train. Amazing. Um, and uh, reading the news articles about it, it was so funny. Like the Guardian covered fatty on the train. Fatty on the train. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just the entire country of China coming together and calling one guy a fatty on a train. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So awesome. it was really, really, really good. What a nice workaround. Like, All right, <laughs> you, can, you control the internet, yeah. but um, yeah, never guess what this is. <laughs> yeah, smart. That's and pretty dope. 
Yeah. So Tim, how was how was your week? How was my week? Oh, it was pretty good. I went to Victoria a couple times because uh, nice. my tour company's starting Victoria tours, and so they're training me on Victoria. So I got to go to Victoria for free a couple times. Um, but otherwise, nothing. I got super sunburned kayaking for the first time this year. So that was not great. Mm-hmm. And then um, I almost hit someone on the seawall. I was biking on the seawall. And you know how people walk on the bicycle path? Yeah. Like the guy just like, I was going to pass him. And then he just steps like into the path that I decided to take. I'm like, dude, like mm-hmm. had to swerve around him. Yeah. My boyfriend really wants me to get a bike. And I just don't know that I'm prepared to bike in Vancouver at all. And he's like, well, the seawall's fine, but it seems like it's not. The seawall's okay. It's just you get tourists who are walking on the bike path when there's like, the footpath's right next to it. Right. Mm-hmm. Just stay on the footpath with the little dude, like painted on the footpath. Uh, but they wander, and then uh, with all the cherry <laughs> blossoms, people are going to take pictures, and they're stopping in the middle of the lane. You're like, oh, it's not that wide. I can't get around you. Like, right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's, oh, it's just constant danger. Mm-hmm. Don't get a bike. Okay. Because you'll die. Perfect. Or if yeah. you do, do what I, like, My one of my brakes is really, really squeaky. So I know oh. if I to warn people that I'm on my way, I just have to pull, pull, the, pull the brake a little bit. And go, you don't need a bell. You <laughs> no. just got your brakes. Yeah. Like, oh, somebody's trying to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, awesome. get some squeaky brakes. So those those work out really well. Yeah. Um, I did have a couple of questions for you, Emily. Right. Some weird, weird and wonderful questions. Cool. So uh, throughout, you've been acting for how long now? 17 years? Ooh, uh, well, I started in mm, 22 years. Holy! Twenty-two years. A long time. So I started, You're like forty-five yes. now. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I started auditioning for commercials uh, when I was like six. So okay. that's kind of, and then TV and film when I was ten. Okay, so like my first question is, who's your favorite person? Doesn't necessarily have to be a co-actor or anything. Who's your favorite person to work with? My favorite person to work with. Oh, that's hard. Mm. Um. Okay, who's the worst person to work with? Ooh. Hmm, I can't say that out loud. <laughs> I've I've worked with some some people that have not been fun to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a there's a point in time where some people need to take a step back and figure out why they're doing this, and if they're not happy doing it, yeah. they should not, because there are other people that would happily take their place, and um, it's often people who want to prove they're somebody and are upset that their career isn't where it's supposed to be yeah. or, or whatever it is. And to watch them go through that struggle and, and be on set and make it miserable for everybody just because they want to have temper tantrums and prove how important they are. And the set has to wait three hours for me because I decide they, you know, it waits three hours for me. And yeah. you're, you're looking, going, why does this have to be so difficult? Like, yeah. y- it doesn't have to be this way. And you're also not going to continue to get hired if you're acting this way, yeah. it, it's a very strange thing. I can't believe people still think they can get away with that kind of thing. They can. Unfortunately, this industry lends itself to people's bad behavior because mm-hmm. when it happens, when people are having temper tantrums, you don't calm them down by being like, well, leave, you're fired. Yeah. People are, you know, contractually obligated to be there. So they're, you know, lightly tapping on the door and just saying, you know, how are you doing? And, and when you're ready, can you can you please come to set? And they're, they're being coddled. Yeah. People are afraid to upset them more. Uh, you know, I've been on sets where, you know, people aren't performing and mm. everyone else is working their ass off, but people are just phoning it in and 
who do they walk up to and praise? That person. Because yeah. they need to get them up. They need to get their, they're like, you're doing amazing. You're so funny. Keep it up. And the rest of us are sitting there like, what? Yeah, we're giving 110% over here. And this douchebag's like falling Yeah, out. and then that person's like, I'm amazing. I don't have to do anything. And it's, it's really frustrating to watch. And I've seen it a lot. I've seen bad behavior just constantly rewarded. And, and the people being so unaware. Yeah. They think everyone just bows down to their every need. And they've created this strange world for themselves. And um, some people I find like being feared rather than Mm. being respected. They're like, if people fear me, I'm powerful. Yeah. So that's been really interesting. So I've worked with some, unfortunately, I've worked with some not so great people, but I've worked with a lot of wonderful people. I mean, Elijah Wood was just the most down to earth, sweet person. Mr. Frickin' Frodo. Yeah, how hairy are his feet? (laughs) He's never going to live that one down. Sorry, Elijah. (laughs) No, he was really wonderful. I've worked with some amazing comedians over the the years, too, which has been fantastic. Um, uh, Scott Patey is a comedian who works with um, Andrew Barber. Uh, at Vancouver Theatre Sports, and uh, we worked on a few different things together, and it's just always great to work with your friends, and, yeah. and when they're that funny, it's awesome as well. Um, uh, it was really cool meeting Will Smith. I mean, that oh, in nice. itself. Like, robot. They brought me in. I didn't know I was going to meet him. They were mm-hmm. just like, we need you in the studio for a second. They were dying my hair blonde because it was an underwater scene, and they really needed to see that my hair really was blonde. Really blonde, yeah. I'm like, okay, and I was 14. You know, watching a lot of Fresh Prince on TBS or something yeah, like that, reruns. Yeah. And they bring me into this room and all of a sudden they bring me to Video Village and this guy stands up and turns around and I'm like, "It's him!" oh my God, it's Fresh Prince. Like I've never felt that kind of like, oh, like it, it's you. And he was just so nice and yeah. he wanted to meet me. Like my character was the reason he hated robots. So he was like, oh, you're Sarah. And he like... Had you know he was just so lovely and yeah. and um, that was a cool moment. But yeah, I don't know. I've worked with some really awesome people. It's hard. It's hard to narrow it down. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah. I always ask that. It's more to get you thinking about what you've done, which is really really good to hear that. Yeah, who the people you've worked with, and also it's good to hear that Will Smith's cool. Yeah. That's what I. That's what I'd hoped. Yes. I too had hoped that. I'm a, yes. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fan. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll keep the same tone here. A little mm-hmm. bit. A little bit. A little bit sad. A little bit interesting talk. Uh, jump into that we talked that we briefly mentioned it at the end of our meeting our coffee was the me too movement and everything that's happened around yeah. that how's that affected you how has that affected the workplace yeah i mean i think it's a really important movement uh i totally stand behind it uh i, I went to a couple of the union meetings where we kind of people just aired out some experiences they've had it's something that people have a hard time talking about and it's you know, yeah, it's a tough it's, subject. So how does that how did how does that conversation get started? Who who puts that? Together? Well, I think the union realized they had to do something. Um, without going into too much detail, yeah, yeah, there's some as much as you can, there's some fine. people in Vancouver who it's kind of always been understood that there were some people that you probably wanted to stay away from, and it was like mm-hmm. rumors around the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a meeting where just some of those things were confirmed, and they were, you know. F- firsthand experiences where like this is what happened to me and I just I need to speak my truth because it was never really welcomed before it was you know these people are successful actors or successful coaches or whatever it is they're up on this pedestal and maybe maybe it's a young actress just trying to break in and it's so easy to just dismiss them um 
Yeah, I, I think it's a really important conversation. I think people have been getting away with some really awful things. Mm-hmm. That being said, I think it's a really tough time to be a guy, a, a male in, in this industry and in, in life right now. I think it's a really touchy uh, time and, and everyone's kind of watching themselves a little bit, which is important. Um, I think men and women should have the same amount of respect and there should be no different, no difference in, in how we're treated. And ultimately, if we can get to that place where everyone's just respecting each other, that's the goal. This isn't a, a manhunt. This isn't, you know, we're not out for blood. We're yeah. just, I think people are speaking their truth and I think that's important and being heard is important. Yeah. Um, I think it's a tough time too, because I've seen a lot of people being like, well, you outed this person and, but there's no... Um, criminal charges and you've ruined this person's life and, and this is unfair. And my argument to that is I, I understand what they're saying, um, but I think to press criminal charges is a really scary thing. And I think women then have to go, women or men have to go on the stand and have their reputation ripped to shreds as well and and be told that it's their fault for all of these reasons. So Maybe they don't want to go on the stand. Maybe they've been through enough already. And they're like, I just had to speak my truth. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry your life is affected. But this has really affected me. Um, I hope that everyone's speaking the actual truth. Mm -hmm. I know that there are situations where people say things that aren't true. Uh, It's unfortunate, but that is a reality as well. So I I see both sides. And I think it's a really, I just think it's a tough time. But I think it's important. And I think the awareness is important and the freedom to be able to be like, hey, this happened and it's not okay. Can he can he leave set, please? Yeah, yeah. Or can she, whoever it is, yeah. and uh, and feel that. Because I've had experiences on set where I didn't speak up and I should have. And I still, I don't want, I don't want to cause any issue. So yeah. I'm just going to be quiet. For sure. Um, yeah. yeah. I think you make a good point there with the awareness and people knowing that, yeah, just being a bit more self-aware and self-monitoring themselves a bit better. Like you say, we hope that people aren't lying because that yeah. can also be a huge, like, I mean, we are, we obviously reference the Aziz Ansari story right? where he was just, again, not that was, a, that, was a hard, that was a hard one to read too. Cause like, you know, watching his show, I love Masters of None. I, I love it. And I really like him. I think he's, he's a great actor. He's really funny. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was hard to read that article because, like, you could see it because we know we know Aziz based on, you know, you could you could you could picture it in your mind, and you're like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This is just a, this is a really bad day. It went terribly, and and yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other example you said as well, it's guys and girls. I mean, Kevin Spacey was accused by a, a boy. Yeah. Right, and that's also those you don't necessarily think of that too often that guys would be a, in that situation mm-hmm. but it happens right it happens even all the terry cruz was abused by somebody by a yeah. guy as well yeah. right yeah. like it's it's the people are awful to both sides and to For be aware sure. of it to be like you say a bit more conscious of it without it yeah, yeah. And, it's, the, and the kevin spacey thing's weird because people knew right so that's many even people stranger knew. yeah, yeah. And like how did this go on for so long yeah it's weird yeah i i, I and i have a tough time this is i mean I have a tough time. People are like, I'm never going to watch anything Kevin Spacey anymore. And I'm like, okay, well, wow. that's a bit extreme. Like the stuff he did, he was great at what he did, right? He was, The extra yeah. stuff he did on the side, not so bueno. Like, uh-huh. definitely not. No bueno. But don't, I don't think cutting out all of the work that he's done from your experience to say like, I'm never going to watch House of Cards now because 
Yeah, I'm just getting back into House of Cards right now. I'm really far behind of season right. two, but I am finding it a little hard to watch. Yeah. Totally. When you now you know, you I understand see this like, person who's mm-hmm. thinking like, I know what this person's done. You know, yeah. and he's a master manipulator in the show. So yeah. you're just like, this is just has this extra creep factor. Mm-hmm. And I, when he's like looking into the camera, I'm like, I can't deal. I can't really? deal. So it has it has changed for me. Right. That's uh, very interesting. We watched uh, All the Money in the World the other uh, night. Oh, that's which one is where he was recasted. He was recast, yeah, which was really interesting. And then we watched the trailer with Kevin Spacey in it, and the trailer with uh, Christopher Plummer, I believe. I think that's his name. In it, so that was that was an interesting thing. And whoa, that was just as it was breaking. They were finishing up that movie, and then they're like, "Let's just reshoot all his scenes (laughs) with a different actor." Mm -hmm. Um, I think Bill Cosby got convicted the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that if there was any doubt that Bill Cosby, that was like definitely like yeah, yeah, he did it. He did it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like you say, it's very tough for people to go through the experience, have it happen to them, and then now have to relive it again to tell it, to break it out, to say, mm-hmm. look, this happened to me. And then a third time to go to court, sit on the witness stand and tell in the story. In front of a lot of people on cameras and, and cameras. microphones. Yeah. And, and have, I, like yeah. the, the, the defendant, like they're going to rip that person apart and, and say they're promiscuous and say all of these things. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's fine. Every, I mean, people deserve their day in court. And like, I, I, I understand it. I'm just saying, I also understand why people aren't coming forward. Yeah, and totally. Like, it's I, a rough situation. That's a, that's a tough one to sign yourself up for. And it's a weird thing now where, you know, people are going, but my life's been ruined and, and nothing's come of it. And that's also a, a really hard thing. I, mm-hmm. I don't know where I stand on that. I don't know. Gray area. Yeah. It's a gray area. It's super gray. Yeah, because yeah. if they did the things, it's like, sorry, that sucks for you. Yeah, you're the you're the criminal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I don't know why we have to apologize. Yeah, yeah, but if you're if you're innocent and someone's just out there slandering your name, that's a whole other thing. And yeah, and it's hard to get your reputation back. Like, well, that's like people who have been like accused of murder, then go to jail for like twenty years, and they find this piece of DNA that proves it wasn't them. They're like, yeah, sorry about that twenty years, buddy. Yeah, like it's like what. <laughs> What house? What is that? Yeah, um, yeah, it's a bit of a rough. It's... And and that's the really hard thing. In a lot of these cases, there there will be no evidence. There will be no proof. Not great. Crazy. Yeah. All right, let's jump out of the sadness. Okay. Let's, let's get into more fun stuff. So, what do you do uh, for fun? What do you do? Um, that's actually been a struggle since I since I quit my job because mm-hmm. my job was kind of my hobby. I don't have a lot of hobbies. Like mm-hmm. I, well, you I don't sh- ride a bike. Obviously, I don't ride a bike. Um, not a very athletic person. Uh, I go to physio and I have the saddest injuries you've ever heard. Like I hurt my back in yoga. I hurt my knee falling in a shower. Aww. Pulled a hamstring <laughs> and my groin doing a cartwheel. And then re-injured them doing a cartwheel a year later, being like, I'm fine. Ow, I'm not okay. I'm not okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm not super uh, athletic. I bought a ukulele, and I'm like, this is the thing. And I really wanted to learn um, Tiny Tim's. Do you guys know Tiny Tim? I've heard of, yeah. Um, I really wanted to learn that song. I can't think of the name right now. But um, I probably played it three times, and it's really hard. I don't play instruments. So uh, hobbies is actually something that I'm like, I need a hobby but um i don't know how to get one yeah. you guys got any more of those hobbies yeah Damn. yeah i remember in an audition once they were like do you sing and i was like no and they're like do you play soccer i'm like no they're like do you cheerlead i'm like no and they're like what what do you do You're very boring yeah what do like, you do what? i was like i just did I go, it like i, I act auditions. like this is, this is it yeah, um yeah. uh yeah no i i don't 
I guess it would be tough for you to play sports if you were acting throughout, like, elementary school and high school. Maybe, yeah, I, I just wasn't that... I did dance. I did a lot of dance. Okay, I really yeah. enjoyed dance. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not something that's continued on into my adulthood. I have a cat. I love my cat dearly. Uh-huh. What's your cat's um, name? My cat's name is Mika. Mika, cool. And I adopted her. She was six years old. She had been given up twice. And it was what? just, like, so heartbreaking. And I brought her home, and she had this, like, skin issue that I didn't realize. And so there was, like, six months of trying to figure out how to get her to stop chewing her fur out. Oh, wow. Um, but now she's on an allergy pill every two days, and she's happy and healthy, and nice. she's the best cat. I love her. Cool. Yeah. Do you just, like, hide the pill in your food? No, she is so good. I show her the pill, and she lies down, and she's like, okay. Oh, sweet. Do, me. Just take Do it. Do it up. Yeah. yeah. She's like, Make all right. I don't want to bite that fur off either. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think she knows. I think she, I'd like to think she's smart enough to be like, this helps me. Cats okay. are these weirdly smart creatures where I feel like if they could kill us, they would and yeah. take over the world. Yeah. Because they could totally run things. They know, They. know. I think they figured out how evolution works and they're just biding their time. Like, yeah, they're, they're passing just... their knowledge on mm-hmm. to the generations and they're like, one day. <laughs> when we, we get opposable thumbs, we're going to take <laughs> yeah. these guys out. These guys are so screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I cool. believe that. Uh, so, Emily, thank yes. you very much for, for joining us. I don't yeah. have... Uh, do you have questions for us? Where'd you get that sweet sweater, bro? Yeah, I, I, I do love that sweater. Cool sweater, right, Tim? I think I got Merry it Christmas. from you. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he got it from me from Christmas. Well, I bought everyone in the family. I bought three sweaters, Mom, Dad, Lucas. And then I didn't buy one for myself because they're like mm. $45. Oh, so I was shit. like, guys, for my birthday in six months, buy me a sweater. Where do you even get a Ladner sweatshirt? Uh, there's a, in the village, there's a little store called Muddy River Landing. It's right across from, or it's right next to Ladner Sushi. So if you're going into the village, okay. you find Ladner Sushi. It's like two doors down. Amazing. Yeah. So you can buy, like, there's like five different colors and they've got one for Tawasin now as well, I think. Oh, really? And um, you can get little mugs with Ladner on them. You can get little... Cute. Like beer cozies, I think, and a few other things. Amazing. Yeah. I do have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. What's your rage cage this week? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I thought we were going to keep it light, but I can yeah, I can get nice and fired mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. I don't I want to hear it. Um, where is it? Oh, okay. So this is... It's not really a rage cage. It was just like... Cause, well, it, c- it could be. So I was in a meeting this week where... Um, so during the, me- the meeting, I didn't need to be there. I was, that was why was Lucas there? There's no point for Lucas to be there. That's the first part of the raid cage. I hate people when, we do, when they do that and say, um, oh yeah, Lucas, join in this meeting. It'll be super helpful. And I sit there for an hour like, I've, been, I've contributed nothing. Yeah. 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 So this is a meeting I've been in for an hour and I really, really need to pee during, during the meeting. And I was just like, okay, it's going to be over soon. It's going to be over. It's fine. I'm not leaving. And then the meeting ends, and then the person who invited me to the meeting comes over to me and starts talking to me, and like oh, just no. not talking t- with me, like talking at me, mm-hmm. and just talked at me, and I'm like standing there looking him in the face, like, you don't realize how badly I have to pee right now, like, <laughs> and I, and then she just kept talking. I was like, look, at one point we'd been standing there for like I don't know maybe ten minutes, and I just like, look, I'm sorry, I'm gonna stop you, I have to go to the bathroom really badly, and she's like, oh, okay, I guess we'll finish this later. I was like. I'm sorry, I have to pee. Like, oh, no. Um, so that, I was just like, I was. This, this is the person who invited me to the meeting. And mm-hmm. then they were keeping me there. And then they didn't want me to go pee. I was like, yeah. okay, no. come on. This is all I need right now. <laughs> just holding you hostage. So, yeah, that's not really a rage. I guess it's kind of a rage cage also. Yeah. But, uh, somewhat. Somewhat of a rage cage. Well, I, I, like, I, I went kayaking and I, we were using my girlfriend's kayaks. And they're like these little ones you buy from Canadian Tire. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so there's got to be like a height capacity. They're like eight foot 
or nine foot long kayaks. And I'm like, I'm six foot five, so I'm pretty tall, got long legs. So I get into this thing, and your legs are supposed to go underneath the lip of the the kayak, so you can kind mm-hmm. of balance yourself yeah. and like you can use your legs to also push and stuff. And my my knees are sticking out of the kayak. There's about oh no, there's about three or four inches of my knees out out of the kayak when I'm like I'm doing the thing, and it's like they're too long. So I'm having the hardest time, and I keep kayaking. I'm, I'm whacking my knees with the paddle while I'm doing it, and I'm just like. It got me going because I think, like, the world is not built for tall people. Like, the kitchen downstairs, like, the house was built, like, 30 years ago. The countertops are too low. I have to bend ever so slightly and, like, kill my back to oh do stuff. Oh, my gosh. Um, I was on BC Ferries earlier this week. I almost hit my head on the doors. Cause yeah, because the doors they're... are six foot six. I'm six <laughs> foot five. It's, like, that much space wow. between them. Yeah. So that's a little bit of a rage cage, but we'll take over eventually. Okay, tall people will I mean, be the norm. I'm five foot two. You guys tower over yeah, me. Yeah, I want to take a picture with you if, yes. uh, afterwards. Yes. Tall people. Really, really That'd funny. be great. I thought of that when we were, because we went for coffee before and I didn't, I kind of met you, got my coffee and then we were sitting down for a while and then I didn't realize. And then we stood up to leave and I was like, oh my God. Yeah. What are you doing down there? <laughs> yeah. How are you? Yeah. Oh man. And like we've said before, it's really weird when we meet somebody who's taller than us. I feel uncomfortable. Oh. I'm just like. Why are you? Yeah. No, you come not, down here. You're not used to looking up. No, to people. not at all. It feels weird because you can feel them. Like you can feel that person like near you because you're like, <laughs> what the hell? Because that doesn't happen. It, doesn't it happen. happens every like three or four weeks, and you're like, amazing. So you're this month's tall guy. Okay, I get it. <laughs> I understand. You're June. You're June. You're May's tall guy. Yeah, exactly. Tall guy. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Emily Tenland, thank you very much for joining us again. Thanks for um, me. Your social media, what is your social media plugs? Uh, you can find me at Emily J. Tennant on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Perfect. That's about it, yeah. Cool. Her IMDb page and just search Emily Tennant. Emily Tennant, That's how yep. I found you. Yep. You have a Wikipedia page. Did you write that? No. Somebody I... was nice enough to We're going to start right now on that a lot. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yep. I think it's literally it's just a copy of your IMDb page, so it's the exact same. But, cool. But... Um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on the Wonder Boys podcast. You can obviously find us at Wonder Boys Cast on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I think that's it for social media. And you can check out our website, wonderboys.ca. Uh, listen to us anywhere you can find a podcast, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes, podca- whatever they're calling it now. Apple, Google Play Music Google Play well. Music, uh, podcast.com, all, all, all the places. And I'm also burning them onto CDs now, so you can come pick them up at our house. Crazy. Yeah. That's a great service. You know what? We, we should, should do actually vinyl do that. As well. <laughs> Press some vinyl. <laughs> hey, what did you do last weekend? I pressed vinyl of my podcast. Yeah. Okay, you wasted a lot of time. This is a pressed vinyl copy of episode 58, The Titty Milk Planet. Some people are like, what? This makes no sense. <laughs>